Students and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, here to bring you another banger. I got the general in the house. No doubt. And uh, man, we just came off of probably one of the most exciting Super Bowl games in the history of Super Bowls, I think. Man, you know what? I got to agree with you on that, bro. That mug was good. You know what I mean? Didn't like that last call. But at the same time, you know, it was what it was. But, man, that was a good game, though, Alex. They they really balled out, though. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I didn't expect Jalen Hurst to ball out like that. Like I say, you know, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I like his, his get-down. But, um, man, he was threading some needles on that thing, man. Whoever that tight end is they had over there in Philly, man, he was, he was, he was doing his thing, man. It was a group effort, man. They balled to the end and – but uh, at the end of the day, man, I'm gonna have to say Andy Reid outcoached him, man. You know what I mean? It came through. In that in that second half. Yeah, that second half, he went in there, and made them adjustments, saw what he needed to do, and that's a real coach right there. You know, Andy Reid, like you said, you brought it to my attention that he's one of the guys, if not the only guy, I know one of them who got ten ten playoff wins with two separate teams. Um, I, I love Andy Reid as a coach, man. You know, he's always gonna coach his players up, coach them good, but. Uh, Philly would just, uh, I, I believe they let the let the, <clears throat> they let off the gas, you know. And uh, that Jalen Hurts fumble didn't help. I believe that was a game changer. It didn't seem like it at the time, but it came back to bite him. Well, when when he fumbled the ball, they were threatening the score. And if they would have scored, it would have been 21-7 Philly. No doubt. And that would have been hard to recover from. Yeah. That's <clears throat> yeah, a, that that's a hell of a blow, recover. right? No, no doubt. But at the same time, I can say um, – you know, a lot of people talking shit about that last call, right? You know, I just felt like it shouldn't have been called in a playoff or Super Bowl uh, game, but it was. But at the same time, say if they didn't make the call, you know what I mean? Just because, um, say, if, if, if KC would have only scored a field goal, that don't mean Philly would have went down there and did nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, they could have stopped and made them go three and out. That don't mean that that really changed the game. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the same time, you know, refs ain't perfect. Got to take it from what it was. It was a hold. It just that type of hold usually not called in a playoff game. But man, that was that was a damn good. Game. I think that was the best Super Bowl I've seen in a very long time. Now, why were a lot of people critical of that that call? Was that that was in the fourth quarter, right? That hold. Fourth quarter, they was down near the score in um, the end zone. What it was was when they made that call, they made it a first down. So that made. KC be able to sit on the clock now. Now we can just damn near run out the clock. Yeah, that's what made it so crucial. You know what I mean? That we was able. Now y'all could just, <clears throat> you know, like like dude could have ran a touchdown. Stopped at the and, and he was smart. They was thinking. You know, they really played the game. You it know? looked like he almost forgot. To, right, um, he did. He was gonna run up in that thing. <laughs> he was about you know to score I mean? a touchdown, and he was trying to stop the clock by uh, tackling himself. I guess. No, no doubt, a smart move. You know, well coached. You know that it, it did pop in his head. But I'm thinking they probably was screaming on the sideline, "Get down, get down, get down!" Yeah, he looked like he was gonna run that thing up in there. Yeah, I think that play should be illegal, actually. Well, you know, man, when it comes to coaching. I mean, for your team to be aware of shit like that, like Patrick Ahone was aware of that hold. I don't even think that's where he was going at the moment with the ball. I see Aaron Rodgers do that a lot. He seen the hole. He threw the ball in that direction. If you notice, he didn't even try to make it really throw him the ball. He threw it in that direction and started pointing hole, hole, hole. You know what I mean? And they, and they called the flag on it. So uh, certain quarterbacks, Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, Shit, uh, even Peyton Manny back in the day, bro, they'll make a, quarter, uh, a ref throw their flag. You know what I mean? And, and that's the shit I don't like. But 
you know, all in all, man, that's one of the best Super Bowls that's been played in a long time. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember, and maybe somebody will correct me on this, or I don't know if you know, but when was the last time a Super Bowl was actually tied in the fourth quarter? Was it uh, 35-35 in man, the fourth 35, quarter? 35-35, man. Tied in the man. fourth quarter with like five minutes to right, go. Right, right. That could have went any either way. And then speaking of what you said, somebody correcting us on something, I just wanted to touch on you uh, <clears throat> last week when we was talking about the, you know, the two uh, black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl. We went on to have a few other conversations. Listen, when we get on Streets and Scholars, we have a few topics that we 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 got down packed that we talk about. Yeah. The rest of the shit we talk, Alice, we just talking shit back and forth. No doubt. So if we miss a, 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 a <laughs> something that's factual, you know what I mean? You know, bro, we don't come in here with, we. I'm not Tom Brokaw. Don't think I'm coming in here with everything we talk about. This is not scripted. You know what I mean? We <laughs> yeah. come in, we sit down, we talk shit until we get to our main topics. So you, you got know? called out for something? No, well, you know, not just that. No, I, we had a comment in the section that saying uh, it was something about the black quarterbacks we was talking about. You know, they went back and said in 1972 some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we like, bro, calm down. You know, but I did get called out on some on some other shit on the baseball. On the Yankees, um, the, the Diamondback, Diamondbacks, and the Yankees, we got to talking about that. You know what I mean? And um, guy hit me in the inbox, uh, Chicken Joe, and he said, "FG, I got to respectfully get on your helmet about this." <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, yeah, hey, I didn't know they had Randy Johnson over there with Kershaw, and they had the, probably the best one-two punch, which this guy let me know, of course. Well, you I, know? I think I tried to tell you last you week did, that, you did, you that did. they had an unhittable pitching squad. You know, and, and and he went on the run down to me, and he he knew his shit. You know what I mean? So I, I got those facts wrong. My point in that, I was saying that they, I thought they had like one of the lowest payrolls is what I was trying to say uh, compared to the Yankees, but that was even wrong. They had an $85 million uh, payroll that year. Yankees was at 111. I mean, they were still, you know, up there in the top, you know? Yeah, because so. I think they signed uh, both um, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. They're not homegrown Arizona Diamondbacks, so they signed them for some big money. You know what? And they went down there and did their job, man, you know, just to be honest with you. So, hey, Chicken Jar, appreciate you <laughs> tapping in and, and getting the facts straight down there, you know, them Diamondbacks. They had a squad. He listed a, a, a slew of names that was down there. You well, know, They only got one ring out of that squad, though. Well, you know, that's what they're trying to say about Philadelphia right now. Yeah. They're trying to say that they won't make it back to the Super Bowl based on all the people that they may have to pay in order to keep these people. Jerry Jones even made a comment about it, which I felt he should have minded his business. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hating the shit. You know what I mean? You know, because he'll do anything to win one more Super Bowl, you know. But basically what he said is they bet at the farm on to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You know, with all the players they had, you know, and, you know, they do got pretty much arguably the two best corners in the league. They got some players that has contracts coming up. In this day and age, it's hard to keep some of these players based on everybody out trying to get a new contract for their family, for their, you know, generational wealth and things of that nature. So I don't know, or the the, the pundits per se, don't know if Philadelphia can keep all these players again and able to come back and try to do a, a reasonable run. Well, that's what they said about um, the Kansas City Chiefs because Mahomes, this is not the same squad Mahomes won that Super Bowl back in uh, February of 2020. No doubt, but I'm gonna tell you what uh, old Patrick Mahomes had in February 2020. He had Andy Reid and he had Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? And those are two people that can make a big difference in everything. You know, you got a damn good coach. You got arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. I'm not taking nothing from Philly. I'm going by what the pundits are saying. You yeah. know, I haven't looked at whose contract is up and things of that nature. I know that Jerry Jones spoke on it, but he shouldn't have. You know. Uh, Till you make it to the game, then you speak on it, you know. But at the same time, man, if, if Philly can uh, run back and do it again, you know, I'm like, shit, I'm off. Hey, do your thing, you know. Well, I know for sure that uh, 
Patrick Mahomes is going to get another ring before he's 30 years old. He's only 27 right now. He's going to get one more. My son think he's going to get a couple more. He, <laughs> he really believes. He say, Pops, I think he can run off a couple more. You know, He got the talent. He got the coach. It all depends on how long. I, I believe they can keep some of those core guys intact, you know what I mean, the front line, you know, and certain things of that nature. But, man, we'll see, man. It's hard to, it's hard to win a Super Bowl nowadays. And then I think when you got a team like Kansas City, don't you attract the free agents too? Oh, no doubt. No I want to go there. I want to go with Mahomes. I want to get a ring. Well, let me tell you, it was some players on both teams that I didn't even know was over there. I didn't know that Dominican Sue was over there in Philly. I didn't know that um, that running back that left, uh, where did he leave, Cincinnati a year or two ago was over in Kansas City now. You know, that's the thing about free agency. Players move around so much, it's hard to, you know, really know if it's not your team, know who's on who team. But, hey, man, you know, I wish them all the best, man, you know, including my squad. Oh, yeah, man. Um, shout out to Kansas City. <clears throat> I know they had a parade. And, um, man, I, I said it, man. Mahomes is a beast. And I think he's unstoppable. I mean, no no uh, disrespect to, to Jalen Hurts. I, I, you know, the dude scored three touchdowns, which is a record for a quarterback. But in my view, you run too much. You need to pass the ball more often. You need to find your tight ends. You need to get your wide receivers um, downfield. He caught a couple of them, but... I feel like when you run as much as you, he runs, you're always going to come up short. Well, I, I don't, man, because you get Lamar Jackson, man, in that situation, man. He's unstoppable, you know. <clears throat> um, Jalen Hurts is coming along to be Lamar Jackson, per se. You know, I don't think he's the athlete um, um, Lamar is at this point, you know, but I do think he's a great athlete, and they do use those attributes running. He did throw some hell of a passes that I didn't think he can throw, just to be honest with you. He did impress me with his throwing, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, man, like you say, they came out that second half, they made that adjustment. And when they made that adjustment, he didn't make the same plays that he did in the first half, you know. So, um, like I said, it comes down to everything, coaching and, and, and all that, you know. So, um, did you see um, – uh, Mahomes' dad, though. <laughs> nah, I missed that one. Oh, his dad stay talking shit. His dad stay talking shit. You know what I mean? And and uh, and uh, last week he said he because he always smoking a cigar or something. And they so they asked him last week when they beat uh Joe Burrow and them Cincinnati Bengals. He said, "Man, I'm smoking Joe Burrow." <laughs> so at the at the at the at the Super Bowl they asked him. They said, "Man, you still smoking Joe Burrow?" He said, "No, nah, I'm smoking Philly blunts now." <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but he a real he a real cat, you know what I mean? He ain't no he ain't watered down at all. I can see he he real yeah, you know, you might have to censor him a little bit, but Yeah, I missed yeah. that one. I did see um uh the Kelsey brothers mom sitting in the um, stands with uh the I guess he's the uh, the commissioner of football, right? Oh wow. Uh, what's his name? Goodall? G uh, uh Goodell. Goodell, Goodell. Roger Goodell. I think yeah. I saw her Wait, sitting hold on. with is, Goodell, huh? Is that who the uh commissioner is now? Yeah, I think so. When she was sitting there, she was um, sitting up there. And remember, she had her jersey a couple of weeks ago. She had the split jersey. Somebody hooked her up with the split coat. Mm. She had the Philly KC coat on. Oh no, I didn't even check her out. Yeah, they showed her for a quick second. But um, That's I'm not cool. really a fan of the running quarterback. So you you like the running quarterback when the quarterback is gonna run for 150 yards and get you three touchdowns? No, but that's the argument we had a couple of weeks ago. We used to talk about the, the 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 quarterback position from a black man. I don't want all the black quarterbacks to be. Running quarterbacks, you know what I mean? I want y'all to, some of y'all stand in that pocket, man, and throw that ball. And if you need to run, get on. But at the end of the day, I can't hate on nobody's game. You know, I love Lamar Jackson's game. That's his game. Yeah, but he ain't going to be in no Super Bowl, though. Shit, you, you, his, his contract is up. He can damn near probably go 
to anywhere he want. You know what I mean? You know, he he may, Alex. I'm going to hold you to that. But let me ask you this. When you run that much, you, you're, you're tiring your body more. Um, does that contribute to maybe that fumble? He, he dropped the ball and nobody even hit him. You know, does it make you lose a little concentration? Because you're trying to do so much on the field. You're doing everything that Mahomes is doing, plus you're running for 100 yards, over 100 yards. It, at some point, you're going to run out of gas. Nah, nah, it's just a new age what it's going to be because if you look at a lot of these quarterbacks, you know, even the white, they they, they running. You got to have some legs, man, in the Ain't NFL. nobody right scoring three touchdowns in the Super Bowl, though. Well, he, let me, he, let, that's a record that well, let me did. Let me tell you this. I'm going to give you the history on even the, the, the running quarterback in itself. It wasn't a black dude. It wasn't uh, uh, Randall Cunningham. It wasn't I know who you're going to say. It was Fran Tarkenton, man. You see, <laughs> I don't Arkansas was running around back there all day. He was running, he was throwing that ball, but he wasn't running. He wasn't running north south. He was running east west because he was trying to avoid getting sacked. You're right, but he, he was, was a scrambler. We used to call those scramblers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he wasn't like trying to score a bunch of touchdowns like Jalen Hurts was doing. Well, let me just give you a fact on Jalen Hurts. From what I heard, the boy can, can squat six hundred pounds. So when he gets down low, he just as strong as or not, if not stronger than a running back. So I believe that's why when they get up in there and they do that bunch formation and they get to push it, they say it's 95% effective, man, because they just blow them, blow them off the line. It works damn near every time. So why wouldn't you go with something that works every time? You know, I'm not going to knock no running ability. I'm just saying it's going to come a time like the second half where they kind of adjust it to the running and you got to step back there, man, and the coach – got to come with the plays. The offensive coordinator have to have the plays in his repertoire. You know, it's not just Jalen Hurts. You know, this a whole team. It's 11 dudes on the field. You know what I mean? Including the coaches. And the coaches also have to coach a damn good game. I just believe in this game, in this Super Bowl, I'm going to say Andy Reid run the Super Bowl, you know, to, to me. You know, because both of them, you got players, you got coaches. I believe Andy Reid put, had the better plan. Okay. Well, we'll, um, we'll have to wait for another year. To see what happens, but I guarantee you Mahomes is gonna win another one. Um, you know, Jalen might squeeze one in before his career is over, but uh, I do. Man, the guy's an incredible passer. You know, I don't think he should be running for uh, for three or four touchdowns in the game. But um, let's move on to this other fact check, man, because uh, we got some reaction when we were talking about the organs and the, this whole black market of organs. And this uh, someone hit me up named Danita Jones. She's been um, listening to the show. She said there's an actual episode on the Nat Geo channel, mm -hmm. a show called Traffic, where she said the whole episode is about black market organs. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen that episode, but I guess there's some people that um, kind of feel what you were saying. Was that last week? Yeah. yeah. Last week. So, uh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to check out the episode, but I guarantee you this. when we, If I watch this episode, I bet it ain't about trafficking organs in the United States. Man, I bet it's going to be a whole <laughs> lot of more than you think. That's what that's I'm going to throw that out there. I think it's a whole lot more than you think. I like, you know, I know everybody wants us to root for the whole, you know, the good old US of A, but at the end of the day, man, I'm telling you, they 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 still the organs around this thing, man. You know what I mean? And then someone also told me that you can donate a liver, but I'm reading here that you have to have a liver, but it says here a small percentage of liver transplants are completed each year using a portion of a healthy litter, liver from a living donor. So I guess that means it can grow and regenerate itself? The liver, I believe, is the only organ that can grow and regenerate itself. You know, um, but I sent you a video earlier, Alex, where the lady was arguing with the nurses because her son was an organ donor. 
And they were saying, we finna take him off life support. She like, hold on. I need, where, where's the, the hospital lawyer? Where's the head chief in charge? I'm not just finna let no nurse tell me y'all finna unplug him, you know? Because what the nurse actually said was, we have to unplug him in a certain time for his organs to still be good. And, you know, and he's an organ donor. Um, that's a whole nother situation, which is damn near like let him die to protect the organs <laughs> that, no, that, 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 that. I've heard people talk about, you know what I mean? Like they'll fucking let you die. But I believe it's a, you, you can't, if you say if you're brain dead, you can't let them organs go on so long and they still be, you know, as fine as they was, you know, a week before, you know what I mean? You need them fresh. You need them fresh. Yeah. So that, and the nurse probably just didn't, didn't let the shit come out right. And she said that these, these organs need to be fresh. He's a donor. We need to get these organs on. Mama, like, hold the fuck on. You know what I mean? I, where, where's your lawyer? Call. Let me call mine. She was doing everything she can, and it was a big old situation in the hospital about that. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so back to the topic we talked about last week about those uh, inmates in Massachusetts. Right. Right. Now, a liver, since a liver regenerates itself, you, can, I guess, the way it goes, you give, you, they cut your liver in half, they put it into the person that needs it, and then your liver. We'll we'll go back to normal. That that must be worth uh, five years off a sentence. Man, you better gotta give me a lot. Man, <laughs> I gotta have a life sentence, and you say I'm going home today for me to do that shit. Um, I don't know if that's how it actually works. I believe it's a little more complicated than that. But um, you know that 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 program right now need to be scrapped. No, but if I'm looking at twenty years in prison and they come with this program. And I, and, a, and a liver regenerates, and they're gonna give me five or ten. Let's say let's say I'm look, if I'm doing twenty, I need I need at least ten years off my sentence for you to get half my liver. I'd do it. I would. You wouldn't do it. Hell no. You sitting in you, you're in the, you're in year one of a twenty year sentence. Yeah. And you wouldn't give a, a an organ that regenerates itself. No, I would give up a liver. You know what I mean? I think about a kidney. Um, but the thing about it is you saying, um. Uh, let me tell you what the situation I would have to be in. I would have to be then done 10 and I'm finna go home. And I had 20 and I'm finna go home now. I wouldn't give, I wouldn't have 20 and got, and, and give you, and you get take 10 off and I still had to do 10 more. See, I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. So depending yeah, yeah, at what yeah. part of the sentence, at what part of my in. sentence I'm in, that would be deter how I determine if I do it or not. Okay. Cause it's too, yeah. it's too early in the sentence for you to, for you to yeah, make that yeah, decision. I need this right now. Yeah. Okay. So then what if you're, okay. So then they come because to you. I know B, I know prison, not just pri uh, uh, BOP, but state, I know prison healthcare. You know what I mean? You know, you're not going to keep me. You know, you take something from my body, you you take a tooth, you're not going to keep it up to par. You don't want to check on, you don't want to, when I put my, my paperwork in to get my, my, my extracted tooth checked out, you don't want to see me then. So what the hell are you going to do when I got a whole liver situation I need to be attended to? Okay. That's my what, point. Yeah. If so I can get out, if I could do it now, then when I, I can get out and go home, now I got hospitals on the outside that can tend to me for any aftercare type shit. Yeah, I, you know. Okay, so what you're saying is you don't trust the the healthcare of the BOP or the state. No, I don't. Either doesn't I, matter. Neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy um, because they're using regular doctors like uh, we have on the outside here at Kaiser or uh, wherever you go, Blue Cross. Right? They're using are they using the same doctors or these are just doctors for the prison no they may use doctors to do the procedure but we talking aftercare you know what i mean those doctors once they do that procedure you're not going to get the appropriate aftercare you know what i mean look 
we got a thing on the street with all my partners that I know that been to prison. You know, we having problems with healthcare on the street. I got homies calling me now talking about, man, they won't give me a CAT scan. Man, I'm having serious complications. I need this CAT scan. I need an MRI. I need a certain thing. Yeah. We know what to do. Go in the emergency room and fall out. That's what you have to do in prison. Go in there and just fall the fuck out. You know what <laughs> I mean? Crazy. You know, no dive on the floor and shit. You know what I mean? And and uh, and uh, it's just to get seen on something that you really hurting about. You know what I mean? And and um, and um, so even on the street, even with Kaiser, even with Blue Cross, man, healthcare is just so it's so it's so packed and so many patients that they just not seeing people like they used to, Alex. So, so you wouldn't recommend, and, and I'm assuming that if we can't trust the healthcare in the state of California or in the feds, it's probably like this in every state in the country. Right, like, no doubt. There's not like, um, oh, if I'm going to go to prison, I need to go to this state because they got the best doctors. There's probably no such thing as good medical attention in the prison system anywhere. Well, I know in the BOP that if you got any kind of cancer situation, they got a spot in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, they send you there, and they do have the best cancer care for the prison system, you know. Um, and um, I do know that as far as, you know, cancer patients, you know what I mean, or people who have cancer scares or certain situations, they're going to send you to Springfield, Missouri, you know. Um, they also got, I believe, a psychiatric, uh, the best psychiatric uh, care over there in, in Springville, Um Matter of fact, I think they got another spot in North Carolina, if I ain't mistaken. Everybody trying to get to North Carolina who got some serious I illnesses. Um, I forgot what, what, what prison it was. But um, it's certain spots where inmates are saying, man, if I can get to North Carolina, if I can get to Spring, you know, I think Springfield is, is, a psych is psychiatric, but I know North Carolina. You can get there. I, I, I have my best chances at those facilities. But if you check out North Carolina, man, they got the best cancer center in the, in the, in the BOP. Now, this just made me think about uh, this random topic, but Tupac's stepfather, mm. Matula Shakur, went to the feds in 1980 for bank robbery. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave him like, they gave him like, I don't know, 80 years or something. Damn. Well, because um, in, in the bank robbery that he, he did, which was for the uh, Black Liberation um, rep mm -hmm. organization he was representing, you know, they, they were robbing banks. Two cops got killed. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, two cops got yeah, killed. That changed the game. Yeah, that yeah. changed the whole game. Yeah. So, Matula Shakur went into, into the feds in 1980, but he was diagnosed with terminal uh, cancer, and the BOP said that we're going to let him out of prison on a, what is it called, compassionate release. Right. Because in the state that he's in right now, he poses no threat because of his medical um, you know, the medical condition he's in and that he only has six months to live. They said this in May of 2022. Mm -hmm. They let him out in December, which is more than six months later. And Matulu is here in California right now. Um, I haven't had a chance to really, to really, really tap in with him. Um, but have you heard of these compassionate releases that the BOP do? And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm guessing that they do this because they don't want the responsibility now of taking care of you because right. now it's you're in expense. you're in grave you're 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 extremely ill and you need more attention. Well, I can't say grave, but I do. I I, I have a personal um situation. Um, how can I say it? Uh, I've experienced that personally. Um, I just did an interview a few weeks back, you know, maybe a month or so with uh TP from San Diego, uh, Emerald Hills. His brother was Big TP. You know, we was in the feds together. We was in Victorville. He the he he, he 
uh, one of the ones that, you know, uh, when we used to play the San Diego homies in football, you know, he he made sure him and his little brother and them made sure that they came down there deep, brought players. Like, I did a whole video about it. Mm-hmm. Now, Tim Patrick, which is his name, was in Victorville with me. When I left, I heard the homie had cancer. They sent him to, I believe, the spot I was telling you in North Carolina. Um, he had a 20-year sentence. He might have gave um, he might have gave him 12, 13, 15. And when he went to the cancer spot, they did exactly that. They let him go home. You know what I mean? Um, he only had a couple years left, a few years left. They knew his cancer was 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 terminal. They let him come home. Um, I ran into him. We had a, a little Tim Patrick who, I mean, a Terry Patrick who we had, a, a, who I did the interview with not too long ago. Had a birthday party at the GS. I got to see the homie, you know what I mean? We took pictures and all that, and shortly after he passed away. Um, his son actually plays in the NFL, you know, uh, Tim Patrick. I believe he's still with the Denver Broncos. Um, uh, no, he might be with the Giants now, but he's still in the NFL. But my whole point was the homie got that release. I got to see him. I got to hug him, you know what I mean? And it, it, it kind of hurt, man, when the homie passed away, but he, that happened to him. Now, how much? Uh, how long did he live after the release? It had to be... Had to be a year or two. Had to be a couple of years, cause TP came home and like I said, ran into him at the. We had the birthday party at the GS, and you know it could have been a couple of years, man. I might have to ask a uh, 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 little TP, man, exactly how long it was. I'm sure he can give me a date on the nose, but you know it was it, it, it wasn't wasn't long enough, bro. He now, was a good solid homie. Now the, uh, the 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 wide receiver Tim Patrick in the NFL, that's his son. That's his son, yeah. Okay, he he's uh two years in the NFL. He got drafted in 2020. He's on the Denver Broncos. He came out of Utah. Okay, so college, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. A, he's a big brother, six foot four. Man, a monster, baller. Okay, yeah. So number 81 for the Denver Broncos. That's uh so his father's the one that got the compassionate release from prison. Got the passionate release from prison, and I, I got stories when we was on the yard, homie, doing gangster shit. He was a rider, you know, not to attach that with you know, yeah. but at the same time, his daddy was a real uh, a a one. You know what I mean? From the same hood in San Diego, Emerald Hills. Emerald Hills, homie. Yeah. Okay. Yep, no doubt. Dang, because um, it seems like the feds will measure like how much life you got left in you before they let you go. They don't want you to have too much years left. No doubt, but at the end of the day, you know how much it costs them. To, you know to care for you. You know to, to medicate you or give you certain uh, treatments and all that shit. Man, that shit is a toll on them. So they came to the point that you know what we gonna do is send these people home. You know what I mean? And 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 um. And, um, you know, I mean, I look at it both ways. I appreciate it. You know, who want to die in prison for one? People want to be around their family. And y'all not finna take care of them anyway. You know what I mean? So relieve the burden on y'all. Send them home to see their family for the next year or so or whatever. Some don't last that long. Some do last a lot longer. You know, and um, I think that's a, I think it's cool to do that. Well, I hope that Matula Shakur has got more life left than the six months that the BOP. Well, he has he has passed the six he months. He has the six months. He's yeah. already passed the six months that the BOP claims, and uh, he was he was part of the Black Liberation Army, the oh, BLA, man. and he's a true revolutionary. You know, I mean, how many people are willing to put it all on the line like that? You know, bank robberies, shootouts with the police, you know, <laughs> knocking off officers. Um, not that, that I condone that or that I promote it, but when people are revolutionaries, 
everything is game, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what Matulu represented, a true revolutionary fighting for the cause. And this is the guy that gave Tupac all his game. No doubt. No he doubt. raised Tupac, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So, um, you know, I really hope that people, um, you know, maybe try to tap in with him. Uh, if there's any film producers out there, I think this man's story needs to be told. The BOP released him in, um, in December, just a few, uh, just a couple months ago from from doing, uh, let's see, he went in in 81, so he, he already had how many years in? Um, man, he is shit. 81 man. to now is, what, 40 years, yeah, right? my number, man. So he already was 40 years into his sentence, yeah. and um, th- they're saying he don't have much time left, but... Uh, yeah, that made me uh, kind of go off course on on that. And um, also, I want to shout out, man, uh, Bunchy Carter's little brother. Everyone knows about Bunchy Carter. He got killed in 1969. He was the leader of the uh, Los Angeles chapter of the Black Panther Party. Well, he had a little brother named Kenny Carter that went to prison in 1972 for killing um, a gay preacher, homosexual preacher. Mm. And uh, he wasn't the only one involved. It was about three or four or five people involved, but they gave they gave uh, little Kenny Carter all the time. But he just got out. I believe he got out in December. So uh, shout out to Kenny Carter, a.k.a. Man. Fati. And um, you know, it's, a lot of people is getting out of prison that had these long sentences, it seems to me. Am I, am I correct in this? Like we're hearing that like all these lifers are coming home now. No, I can name about five of them that I know personally. Yeah. Came home, you know, um, Bro, they did, they did, they they did thirties in thirty five years, man. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, a crime is a crime, and I know some crimes are unforgivable, and you know, but at the same time, man, when do you for, a, a, you you believe a guy to learn his lesson? A guy commit a murder at eighteen, he's not the same guy at fifty five. You know what I mean? And that's just the reality of it, man. And I know when it's on the other side of a fence, when somebody did something to one of your loved ones, you know, and they go and do 30 years and come back home, you know, if they did it when they're 20 and they come back home at 50, you don't feel right about that because 50 is an age that can still live and go on about life. But a 50-year-old man is definitely not the same person at 20 years old. And I, I believe in redemption, bro. Definitely. Um, like um, LB, he got out of prison about a year or two ago from, from the west side of Compton. And I know that the family of the victim that uh, he got convicted of killing in 1976 used to go to the parole boards mm-hmm. and say, we don't want him out. Right, right. And I think that does play an, a role when the family of the victim comes to your parole hearing and says, no, we don't want him to come home yet. Hell yeah, especially is that when it's after 20-some years and, and the family is still coming, you know, it's like they, you know, it, 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 but it's, it should be taken into consideration, though. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? That means we still we still mourning this dude. We still miss this dude. We still love this dude. This shouldn't be forgiven. All I'm saying, Alex, is some of the things we do at 18, 17, 21 years old, you know, think about back when you were 20. I wouldn't dare do some of that shit right now. You know, not not at all. A different, whole, totally different person. So I believe that that's why this consideration should be took. Well, I mean, when you send a guy like LB to prison in 1976, um, and we're already in the 2000s. At, at what point is, is enough time enough time, you know? I mean, you know, some 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 people don't believe ever is a love time, you know, especially when the murder is involved because they love one is never coming back. So I'm not I'm not trying to downplay, you know, the murder. I'm down. I'm, I'm just basically pointing out that people are different, you know, from 20 to 60, 20 to 50. People are different. That's that's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not trying to, you know, um, 
make no big situation like you know people shouldn't you know, life or shouldn't do life i'm just saying that at what point do and then you have parole boards you have psychiatric people who sit down with these people talk to them and see that it's been a change this man is is should be back out in society so <laughs> no doubt all right um let's tap in with a couple topics here man um let's start off with this um and there's this brother in colorado he got uh he got convicted uh well he, he went to he went um he was about to go on trial let's say that he was about to go on trial for three murders his name was master titus martin i don't think i've ever met a brother named master but um he was on some gangster shit in colorado they got him for three separate homicides that happened at two different times and he's about to go to trial but on the day of trial on the day of uh, day one of trial, he takes a plea deal for 60 years in prison. Dude is like, uh, I think he's late 20s or early 30s. Mm -hmm. um, what would compel a dude to just say, yeah, sure, give me that 60 years because um, I'll, I'll take that deal. Because normally 60 years is never a deal. Nah, no doubt. You know what I mean? You got to take it to the box with me before you give me. You're going to have to give me 60. I'm not taking it, you know. But on the flip side, though, um, he got 20 years for each body. Yeah. Um, in Colorado, um, what I read online, they do predominantly 50% of their time unless it's certain situations. Um, he's eligible for parole, for parole in 30 years. Um, depending on how he walk his walk, Alex, you never know. He might go do the same 30. We just got finished talking about LB and some of the other dudes just did and came home. You know what I mean? And... Um, um, you know, China Dog Nell from Lutus Park just came home from walking all these years down, you know, and they still have a little life left. So he probably said, you know what, let me let me take this route because I might come home at, 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 at 60, 65. Hey, I might live to 100. I might live to 95. I could come back home and still have 30 years. You know, you never know. Well, if, if, he, if he just does his prison time without, uh, let's just say, you know, he messes up and he's always getting in trouble in there. His um his his final release date is two thousand eighty. That's a life sentence. Yeah, yeah that's two thousand eighty. And if you're already oh he's twenty two years old, so um sixty he's gonna be in his eighties when he gets out in two thousand eighty. But he's eligible for parole in twenty fifty three. Twenty fifty two, twenty fifty three. So that sounds a whole lot better, doesn't it? No, definitely a whole lot better. You know what I mean? I, I believe they didn't have a, a um, airtight case. You know why would you t why would you offer a man sixty years, and when you can take him to the box and get him a life without sin? That's three bodies, damn near the death penalty. You know what I mean? So if something was in there, Alex, that I felt that maybe wasn't airtight. You know, I believe if he would have waited him out another week they might have went down to 50 i don't know but at the same time man sometimes you know you got to do what you got to do in order to avoid that life without or that death penalty yeah because he got he didn't get a a life sentence technically he didn't get an l on he didn't it. get an l he didn't yeah. get an l but um, i mean it's damn near a life sentence <laughs> um it says here uh, according to the uh cbs news affiliate in colorado it says on the day of his trial master on the day of his trial was supposed to begin master titus martin pleaded guilty to killing three people along east colfax Within two days, Martin immediately received a sentence of 60 years in prison. Um, with the plea, he admitted to fatally shooting Purcell Walls on July 5th of 2020, Crystal Lockhart, and Moses Ham two days later. All were murdered near the intersection of East Colfax Ave 
and North Belier Street. So this dude was kind of like on his gangster shit for whatever reason, but um, I, I gotta say he threw it all away, man. Yeah, but I mean, what kind of gangster shit you want if you ain't killing gangsters? Because I don't believe Crystal was a member. I don't believe the other guy was a member. You know, what was his motive to just kill these people, and even if that was his hood? What was your motive? You know what I mean? And what was your what was you standing on? You know, was these people coming harming people in your neighborhood? Was they coming harassing the homies? Was they coming? What did you kill these people for? You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, bro, you took a life sentence or you got damn near life sentence for, for, for who and what? Did these people harm you? Did these people harm somebody you know? Was these people a threat to, to you or anybody in your hood? I mean, I, I don't get that part, Alex. Well, what, what, what usually gets me going is that they didn't catch him right away. So he was caught two months later. And usually that means somebody's telling. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Well, you know, now nah, they got technology out there. Some of these dudes yeah, do but be slipping. If the tech, the technology's not going, they're not going. If they had cameras and footage of this guy and where he went, they wouldn't have waited two years to arrest him, though, right? You said two years or two. I'm months? sorry, two months. Two months. That's not a long time. Okay. Well, usually, see, as a, from a law enforcement perspective, you got a guy that allegedly killed three people. Mm-hmm. You can't wait for him to go kill a fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. You got to police think, oh, this guy's going to go kill some more people. No doubt, but I don't know if they knew that they he killed all three people at that moment when they got him or if they were just on, the, on him for one murder and then stumbled across two more. I mean, I don't know all the dynamics, but at the same time, uh, he could have slipped up somewhere. Um, but at the same time, I, my whole thing was what was his motive as far as, the, you know, on some gangster shit? What was the gangster shit? You know what I mean? Because killing innocent people ain't gangster, you know. So what was his gangster? He made a new more than a lot more than we knew, you know what I mean, about these people or why he chose these people. But at the same time, man, I believe 60, hey, man, hey, I, I believe he shit did good as far as he didn't get that he didn't get that L behind it. He didn't get that life without behind it. He got action one day. Well, yeah, uh, he was definitely a member of a gang out there in Colorado. Um, most of the Denver gangs... And the gangs in Aurora, where this uh, crime took place, Aurora is right next to Denver. They're all L.A.-based gangs. No doubt. They got the Harlem 30s Crips. They got the Crenshaw Mafia <laughs> Bloods and yeah. and a few other ones out Mob there. Mob out there deep. Is that right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I actually, some people that from, from L.A. call Denver like Little L.A. I mean, I've been there. You know what I mean? And, and, and I know the homies that's there, you know, from the, the homies that I know. Been out there for years, you know, and uh, and uh, it's definitely uh, shit like uh, 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 DJ Quay said, man, just like Compton, <laughs> it's ghetto out there, man. So he was charged, um, this brother named Master Martin, he was charged with an attempted murder and three counts of uh, first degree murder and uh, one count of first degree assault. So he took the deal, and uh, I think you're right, 60 years is definitely. Uh, it sounds cra- It sounds like a lot of time. No, it is. But for for a triple murder, right? That's my point. Yeah. See, that's my point. Usually, it's gonna come with a death penalty on a triple, or it's gonna come with a life without parole. You know, you're in that t- forever. Bro, bro did. Hey, he did all right. And the last time I checked, it's. Um, I, I'm not sure if Colorado has the death penalty. Um, no, in 2020, Colorado abolished the death penalty. So this dude got lucked out. He he, because this would have been a death penalty case for sure. No doubt, but shit, even a life without parole though is that's a death sentence. It's not a penalty. It's the sentence. Life without parole, you're never coming home ever. You yeah. don't have no action at coming home. He got action at 2052, 2053. He can go between these people and say, 
you guys, I'm a changed man. I took all these classes. I did all this. I didn't, you know, and, and had the credentials to show it, you know, and really it looked. But the thing about it is, and really mean it, though, at, at that age, at 50, really mean it. You know what I mean? Not like just, oh, no, I'm trying to fake y'all. I mean, hmm. really mean it, though. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's crazy, man. Now, sometimes when they give these deals, when the, when the DA's office gives a deal to a defendant, they sometimes consult with the victim's family to let them know, hey, how do you guys feel? We're going to just give him a deal. We're going to just not go to trial. Uh, and and th their argument, the prosecution's argument is we don't want to put the family through all of the, the, the tragedy of reliving the murders, of reliving um, what happened to your sons and your daughter. Um, we don't want to put you guys through looking at autopsy photos on the screen. Um, it's just better all around for everyone. But the family sometimes will say 60 years ain't enough. And so then DAs have to like deal with like, damn, the, the, the victims, families, they're not cool with it. But we feel 60 years is a good deal. I don't know how Colorado's doing it. But here in L.A., I, I would see prosecutors actually consult with victims' families on these deals. Well, the victims' family in, in this deal, this, this very situation, they made a statement. They said that they didn't feel that that, that was enough time. But at the same time, um, they believe that, 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 you know, um, he go and knock out the whole 60, basically, you know what I mean? You know, but they did make a statement in that situation. But when you speak upon that, you know, we don't want to, you know, have to put photos or drag the family. No, sometimes y'all ain't got really enough evidence that these dudes <laughs> yeah. had Johnny Cochran. He might've beat two of them, you know what I mean? They got 20 on the one. That's why y'all gave him that 60. Y'all didn't do it in, 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 in y'all best interest. I mean, in his best interest, y'all did it in y'all best interest. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's certainly a possibility, man, um, that they didn't really have an airtight case on these three homicides. And if you get the right attorneys, which sometimes we can't afford, Alex, you you should. It'd be a whole different situation. Now you got three manslaughters. Now you they broke it down to three. Uh, you you feel me? You know, so, so, so. I believe they only gave him the 60 because it was shaky. Yeah, and, and you know, the family... They could have pressed a hard line against the DA's office for for giving them this uh, sixty year deal, but I guess they just they just went along with it. Well, sometimes the DAs go to really talk to them. Listen, ma'am, just let let us be honest with you. At best, we got this, you know, because when you talk about murder, Alex, that's one of the easiest cases to beat. But when you get caught on it, it's a life sentence. You know what I mean? But murders are easier to beat than robberies because you have to go. You have to be beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, we can't just think or we can't just, you know, say somebody came and told me that the homie said he shot him. No, you have you didn't see it yourself. You feel what I'm saying? So when you on a murder, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. And a lot of times when you get in these trials, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what they ask. They not asking what you think personally. We all believe he did it. We all see he slipped and made, but beyond a reasonable doubt in any situation, is it a situation where he couldn't have did it? Is it a situation where it couldn't have been him? You know what I mean? That's how, you you know, when they start shooting at him like that, where tell me a situation where it couldn't have been him. Well, it couldn't have been him if this, that's, that, so that's not a reasonable doubt. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a doubt in there that it could have not been him, so we can't smash him like that. That's why, you know, I, like I say, man, I come up through the ranks, man, back in the county jail, man, when 
You ever heard of uh, Sinister and Evil from Swamp? Yes, definitely. I just, just had a conversation about Sinister Rest in Peace Look, the other I'm, day. I ran into Evil, Big Evil. Mm-hmm. Big Evil on death row, I believe. You know what I mean? Uh, Big Evil's actually in the county because he's, um, he's fighting his uh, death row conviction. Oh, okay, okay. He's trying to get a retrial. Okay, that's okay. Cl- that's Clemon Johnson. Exactly, no doubt. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, 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 and the whole thing about it was, you know, when you get to these murders, or, or accused of these murders, you know, if you know how to fight them or you have the attorney that, that can, you know, prove you innocent, you know, the, 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 the state can't just put some evidence on you and then send you to trial and the jury convict you. The attorney's going to come prove you innocent when you're innocent. You know what I mean? Did you Sinister know. beat some cases? She, yeah. you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Now, you know I know I, mean? um, I know Big Evil, Clemon Johnson, actually, he defended himself. He was his own lawyer in a murder case. And he either got acquitted or was a hung jury. So, like, I, I tell people that this dude is probably the best legal for a gangster, probably right. the best legal mind for a gangster. Well, he knew his shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I say, Sinister, you know, Sinister rest in peace now. You know what I mean? He beat a few of them. You know what I mean? And the whole thing about it is, you know, he was accused of them. You know, he knew what to do to prove himself innocent as far as, you know, what I need to say or what I need to show. You know, and them dudes prove they self innocent, but at the end of the day, man, them dudes fought a few of them apiece. And uh, and uh, these guys right here, if they per se, like you say, had a Johnny Cochran or had a certain attorney working with them, they might have could have got less than the 60 coming from me by them even getting that deal, you know. But, you know, those guys from um, Family Swamp, man, they, they dabbled with uh, devil worshiping. They, they was they, they was dabbling with the dark side for a minute. Well, you know, the thing about it, you know, is, is I don't knock a man for what he do as far as his religion, his beliefs, his none of that, you know, because, but, um, you know, my whole thing was gangster. Yeah. You know, and I was in the county jail with both of them. You know, they was gangsters. You know what I mean? And and the scene used to be rapping in the in county jail, in, in the module, you know, helping us get through that time. You know what I mean? The things of that nature, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, I know one thing about it. If I were, when you go to Compton Court or you go to CCB, man, you're going to run into them cribs. You know what I mean? And I'll I tell you one thing about it. I'd rather have evil and sinister. You know, and that on my going to court on the same day I'm going on, homie. At least I know I'm gonna have some dudes that's gonna ride for the cause and what the cause was to be. At you know, um, I know they was gonna stand on that. So you know, whether whatever they personal shit was, that was their business. But on 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 the B thing, Alex, yeah, they was with that shit. No, they definitely was with it. But if it was me, if if I was in your spot, I, I would find me some some Christian gangsters. <laughs> no, seriously, because. Um, I think when you dabbling on the dark side, <laughs> it, it sometimes don't work out. On the other, yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of it's a, it's a whole lot of gangsters that pray to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't dabble on that dark side, but I always say that pound for pound, per capita, the Family Swans was probably the hardest set in LA history for as small as they were. And for as much work that they put in with Crips surrounding them on all almost yeah. all sides. So, yeah, they put it down. Right. What uh, what we got next? Um. Well, since since we talked about we drifted off it. <laughs> um. Since we talked about the dark side, I didn't really get to ask you about um how was Valentine's because we this is Valentine's week here, and I didn't get to tap in with you on the Valentine's. Um. Oh shit! Valentine's wasn't great for me, man. For one, I had to work. Mm-hmm. You know, man. I look. I work a twelve-hour shift. You know, yeah. I'm out the house fourteen hours a day. You know what I mean? And wifey didn't feel she got enough appreciation. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't bring in no balloons and no fake ass teddy bears, so it was a little issue. But at the same time, man, you know, like I say, man, you know, you want to do the work, 
you know, fixing sinks and fixing showers and motherfucking making sure the yard is kept and doing all the extra shit that, you know, the bills and doing all the extra all that. shit. You know what I mean? I don't believe a motherfucking teddy bear shit, you know, fake ass teddy bear. That's some candy you ain't going to eat and shit like that should prove my motherfucking love. But at the same time, man, you know, it was it. Plus, I, all these holidays, I don't, you know, I don't do Christmas. We don't do Thanksgiving. We're going to get the grandkids, you know, some stuff and some, you know, but on holiday, man, I don't believe in a lot of these. You know, matter of fact, you know, my my my, my Valentine's Day got me feeling like I'm running the Cupid. I'm going to probably try to slap the shit out of you, but so you man. Get up out of here, man. Well, you know, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I don't participate in Valentine's uh, for, I say, for a couple reasons. One, it's the dark side. It's a pagan holiday. So if you want to dabble with the dark side, then you celebrate these pagan holidays. I, I try not. I try to stay away from the dark side as much as possible. It's all around us. But um, also, I feel like it's simping, you know, when you bringing home balloons and and a box of candy, um, you know, and, and I've you know, I'm sure we've all been guilty of simping at one point in time. But I'm against simping for the most part. I'm sure we've all had our stages where we were trying to get a girl and we did it, whatever we needed to do. But once I came into my grown man stage, my grown man period it's no simping ever again and valentine's to me represents that that kind of if, hey if you want to go out there and and spend some money on your girlfriend your significant other or your wife on valentine's day shout out to all the simps well the whole thing about it is more or less like i believe that you know you one day to prove your love or or one day to you know show that i got love for you or one day uh you know, but that, you do that with the stuff you just said you do. The yard, the building, the fixing. No motherfucking doubt, but it ain't appreciated if you don't bring home that fake ass candy <laughs> or that, you know, the you know, little bullshit corner teddy bear or some shit like that. The pet teddy bear you can go find for, you know, at Walmart for two dollars, but it's gonna be on the corner for twenty dollars, you yeah. know what I mean? It ain't the money per se, it's just the whole thing about it. Like I I am kinda like you, man. Listen, you ain't gonna pin me down on, you know, I ain't got no eggs on Easter. You ain't gonna pin me down. I ain't got no motherfucking candy on Valentine's. You know, I ain't got no motherfucking turkey on Thanksgiving. You ain't gonna pin me down like that. You know, so the thing about it is, you know, the women who have real men, you know what I mean, recognize that that what it is. You know, some of these holidays, you know, just bullshit holidays, you know, wait for the economy to make you spend money on some shit that you, you know, you know, uh, gonna throw in the trash or not even gonna use or you know don't mean nothing you know really you yeah. know so you know but i don't I, I but i gotta disagree with you i don't knock the people who do you know you got a lot of young loves out there who you know that's what they do they gonna buy their little boo some you know flowers but when you know when you're in the game homie you proving you know same thing like being in the hood when you proving bro the hood ain't gonna ask me to do no shit that you know what i mean some to prove my love after I'd have been dedicated to that motherfucker for, you know what I mean? Exactly. The job ain't going to ask me to do nothing extra because I didn't prove to the job that I'm. this is what I do. I come to work, I get my shit done every day. They're not going to ask me for no extra shit on no extra day. You, you get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, Alex, like I say, man, you know, it is what it is. Hey, if you're married to your woman, okay. I won't knock it like you said. But, hey, boyfriends and girlfriends and significant others, please um, don't do nothing. It's just, it's just another day. It's just another day. Also, I mean, this podcast ain't really about breaking down like the the roots of 
of these holidays. Of these holidays, but right, go, right, go do your right, research right, and look right. at how pagan and how satanic Valentine's Day really is. Really was, yeah. yeah it still yeah, is. Yeah. It yeah. just because um, it's it's the, it's still the same day. You representing Valentine day and it's a it's a pagan holiday it's got roots to the dark side and for anyone that's participating in it hey you participating on the dark side but it's all good um all right so i i got a we got a couple more topics here um on this next topic man there was an uh, an arrest in in new york city mm-hmm. where um it's crazy man because you know i was born in new york city and i used to think new york new york is its own entity it's its own city um, nothing can penetrate New York. It's the it's the home of hip hop, but they got Crips and Bloods in New York yeah, City. I blood. never thought in a million years, like Chicago don't have Crips and Bloods. Chicago no. said no, we ain't we ain't, we ain't playing doing that. Yeah, yeah. But New York City was supposed to stay strong on their culture, like Chicago did. What was their culture though? They didn't have gang culture like that. Yeah, the gang culture they come from. They they was hip hop and yeah. they was battling in hip hop and doing certain things before gangs came around. But they did have gangs. Prior to yeah, to yeah they did because because let me let me let me back up. Gangs originated on the East Coast, New York City. To New keep York it real, City. let me keep it one. Five points is yeah, where it all yeah, started. Let me, let me go back because even you know, to, you got a book up there, bro. And and when I looked at the um the publishing on that book, I believe it was nineteen oh nine or nineteen nineteen or some shit like yeah, hundred so years ago. Yeah, so let me back up. <laughs> Gangs originated over there, but at the same time, it wasn't Crips and Bloods. No. You know what I mean? You know. The Crips and Bloods kind of hit in uh, 1993 when they came out with the Nine Trey Bloods. That's why they came out with Nine Trey, because it was 93, mm-hmm. I believe. But I never thought it would penetrate. The gangs of New York City kind of died off in the 70s and 80s when hip-hop got big. But you had gangs like the Savage Skulls, the Nomads. Uh, my dad used to be in a gang in the 1950s called the, the Lucky Knights of Wales. Mm-hmm. My uncle started a gang in the Bronx called the Puerto Rican Tigers. So, but the, the gangs would die out. They mm-hmm. didn't they didn't have any durability to last years and years. But just recently, there's a, a whole arrest in New York City with uh, these gangs, which are pretty much mimicking LA gangs. Right. Uh, let me play this clip for this uh, this this recent indictment that just happened in New York City. Let me see here. Another uh... gang takedown in Queens. 23 reputed gang members have been arrested after a two-year investigation into gang violence around two public housing developments. And Fox Eyes Linda Schmidt joins us live from the Woodside Houses with details. Linda, what do we know about these suspects? Now, first of all, hi there to both of you this evening. This investigation started two years ago after a mother was just innocently walking to the grocery store to buy milk for her children, and she was hit in the head by a stray bullet, and she was killed. And sadly, that woman is just one of many New Yorkers who have been caught in the crossfire of gang violence. Mayor Adams, the police commissioner, and the Queens District Attorney announcing the takedown of 23 alleged rival gang members who have had wild shootouts in the middle of the day with no regard for children or anyone else. No one on either side thought twice about shooting at a rival on a busy street. It did not matter that it was the middle of the day or that small children were present. They fired their guns. Bystanders be damned. Authorities say the rival gang members are subsets of the Crips gang and have been terrorizing Woodside houses and Astoria houses in Queens. 23 total subjects. Of those 23 subjects, 18 have been arrested for a shooting related incident 
or are being charged with a shooting-related incident on at least one occasion. And as the mayor noted earlier, eight of the 23 have allegedly fired a gun more than once. Simply put, these subjects are the alphas of the gangs, the gang's most threatening members, that small group of individuals that have no problem shamelessly firing guns. The mayor also putting blame on social media for escalating the gang violence. Those who are using social media to taunt each other and using a, a version of drill music, and it's not saying all drill music, and I want to be clear on that, but using a version of drill mu music to taunt and turn into violence. Residents who live in both Woodside and Astoria houses asking for even more police presence. Unfortunately, there are those who believe that they are beyond the law. Okay, so um, we got the point there, man. There's a couple There's a couple things here I want to tap in with you. First, um, is it gangster to just be randomly shooting your gun and you're hitting innocent bystanders, you're hitting people, and you're not really hitting your target? Well, no. No, but at the same time, what she did say, I did catch what they saying when they see their rivals, though, they busting in broad daylight. You know what I mean? Don't care who around or what's going on. Uh, to a certain degree, that's, that's gangster shit. That's, that's gang banging. That's, that's what it is. Um, when gangster shit get cracking, innocent bystanders can be, has been in every situation of gang banging. Nobody has just jumped out with a gun, homie, and, 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 and hit all six shots in one person and didn't miss one time. You know what I mean? You're going to hit a building. You're going to hit a, a house. You're going to hit a car. It may not be no injuries, but those things do happen. You know what I mean? So um, it, it ain't gangster to hit innocent bystanders where you know innocent bystanders are. But at the same time, Alex, you know, when, that, when the phone jump off, the last thing on your mind is who's around. First thing is around is either saving your life, shooting back, or getting your target, because that's what we came to do. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I know the Mexicans in 92, 93, they told all the Southsiders, no more drive-bys, because y'all be hitting, you know, you'd be hitting Abuela, you'd be hitting Tia. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to hit your target. So they right. had a strict rule, no drive-bys. You get out, you walk up, and then you do your thing. And for the, for the most part, that has lessened the amount of innocent bystanders when it comes to the Mexican gangs. Uh, not that I'm promoting violence and promoting crime, but I kind of thought that was that's a cool rule to have. Well, I mean, you know, um, the only two shootings I ever had was wasn't wasn't drive-bys. You know, um, two shootings that I was arrested for. You know, uh, they wasn't drive-bys. You know. Um, so you're right. It didn't just develop in the Mexican neighborhood. It developed everywhere. Everybody who was out putting in work or doing their thing, you know, I was accused of a couple shootings and then the paperwork and the police report it said that the suspect walked up, you know, uh, two separate situations. You know, I was able to get out of that based on um, it was allegedly. You know, they 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 tried to uh, accuse it was me, but the drive-by stopped a long time ago just for that simple fact. You know, and I believe a lot of the Drive-bys was it started to be put out there like you scary if you're doing drive-bys because you're just driving up shooting anybody or shooting in a crowd. Go get your man. It's almost impossible to be accurate while you're in a moving car and then you're shooting at people that are probably moving too. Yeah, but you got to go and think about where gangster shit come from way before Crips and Bloods. Oh yeah, you know you talking about Al Capone then was pulling the Tommy up gun. The, I'm pulling up with a Tommy gun <laughs> yeah. in front of a building, laying out everybody. Yeah. So you know we or 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 the gangsters before me or the people who you know like I say you know the. Um, who originated gangster shit, you know, emulate, had to emulate some of the, the, the mafia dudes and the shit they saw on TV, the, you know, the uh, uh, James Cagney movies and shit like this, and that's what they were doing then. So 
um, until um, gangsters start seeing different shit, you know what I mean? And like I say, not promote the shit, but at the same time, just keep it in 100, you know, get out and go get your man, man. Stop yeah. shooting up the town. Actually, uh, Easy E had a line in the 1988 song. He said, "Effort drive by. I do. I walk up and do a walk by." I mean, you know what? He said that on wax, but I mean, only a few motherfuckers actually did it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, when we speaking of Valentine's, you had the Valentine's Valentine Day Massacre, you know, the homies. That was a drive-by, right? Nah, no, those dudes walked up. They walked up. Yeah, on they them. walked okay. up. You know, but my whole point was more or less like, you know, um, the drive-by was more, hitting more innocent people. Now, in this situation, these are, these are, 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 from what I'm believing, some of them are walk-bys. It's just when you talk about projects, it's people out and going shopping, going to wash their clothes, going to take their kids to the store to get an ice cream. Yeah. And innocent people are getting shot. You know what I mean? But when you go get your man, you know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, Alex, those considerations aren't took. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, Eric Adams of New York City, uh, the black mayor that just got elected last week, he made a point about social media. Uh, do you think that Instagram and social media does have an impact on, on gang conflict? I believe social media and especially Instagram and things of that nature is one of the biggest uh, impacts that, that, that we have today on gang violence. Um, back in the day, in order for me to diss some Crips, guess what I had to do? Go where they was at and diss them. You know what I mean? Wasn't no nothing to, to tell them, you know, anything besides seeing them. And this is the problem dudes is getting on, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, I got homies that do that shit too. And I call them and I tell them, you know what I mean, I suck as shit, you know, bro, because, you know, the young baby homies is coming up, you know what I mean? I don't know them personally, but I'll send a message down to that sucker shit, man. Get off the gram and the police on this motherfucker. Yeah. You know, knock it off. But I, I believe if it was a social media like it was today, a whole lot of these beefs would because you couldn't say this a dude from across the town, you know what I mean? You know, so... It's a big problem, Alex. I mean, a big problem. Now, remember when we talked about YG's How to Rob a Rapper video, there was a part of it where um, dude from Bounty Hunter, th they had their phones and they were showing like they robbed the dude. They were holding the jewelry mm -hmm. and then they were had their phones. I guess they were pretending like they was on social media mm -hmm. showing, yeah, we just robbed such and such. And even though that was a video, that was theatric, but they're showing the way that generation thinks now. Well, no, I'm gonna tell you what dudes are doing, and what's this? I, I I can't believe this. It seemed like like you never you don't have any big homies, you don't have any guidance, you don't have a dad, you don't have an uncle, you don't have nobody that you know. Let let me tell you what these dudes are doing. How can you go out and commit a crime, and then go on Instagram and say I just committed a crime? You know what I mean? They don't. You ain't specific in your mind. You you ain't you don't think I ain't said what I did, bro. You were just broke yesterday. Now you talking about you the richest dude in the town. You know what I mean? Uh, I just came up on this. Or, or say something like this. I, I just came up on this, uh, this 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 necklace. But across town, the homie just got robbed for a necklace. Motherfuckers put that shit together, homie. I mean, it, it's just so, it, it's care. The police is listening. They investigating. They, they took the report on who got their necklace stole or who got their a jury store robbed. And you on Instagram the next day or, or whatever platform you on talking about. You know, I, I just came up on this. These dudes are so reckless that, look, some of these dudes going to say somebody snitched on them, but when they get to court, they're going to realize they snitched on themselves. No doubt. I'm glad you said snitch on yourself because early on you didn't really think snitching on yourself was a real thing. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But it, right. you just made me um, think about uh, right, right. Um, Miko Worldwide. Um, yeah. He got robbed in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and those dudes 
went to social media. We just robbed Miko. We just robbed Miko. We got his we got his strap. We got his plaque. We got his chain. And of course, all of them are now um, you know facing charges. Um, but that takes us. Oh, but, well, I was about to go to our last topic. But before we go to our last topic, the last thing I wanted to tap in with you on this last story from New York. What's your whole opinion on? And I I get this question all the time, of gangs from L.A being emulated in other cities. The question I always get is, are they real or is, are they fake? And it's a question that I can never really answer clearly of real and fake because there's real cats in every city in America. No doubt. But um, how they decided to say, like for example, in this New York um, situation, one of the gangs are called the A-Trade Crips. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a real gang here mm-hmm. in LA. Mm-hmm. But then there's some other gangs that are more, they, they take on more indigenous names to New York City. Um, um, Astoria was, is the part of Queens that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here one of the gangs was called the Hip Hop Boys. They're a rap group related to the Crips. And then another group is the, the True Crash Getters. But what's your whole thing of um, if someone says, oh, yeah, um, I'm from Cross Atlantic in Baltimore. Is that real or is it fake? It's funny you said that, man. We got across Atlantic and Baltimore. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not a real hood. We don't know none of them. Okay. There's some dudes who took the name. And and it, it's funny you said it. You, you must have been I, doing some research. No. Nah, you fucking with me right I now. I literally <laughs> just randomly said Baltimore. <laughs> we got some dudes in Baltimore, man, saying they've crossed Atlantic. You know, when we go back and do the research and say, well, who know these dudes? Who vouched for these dudes? Who set that up? You know what I mean? It's something one dude took on and said, man, that's what he was gonna be. He started that shit and 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 and, and I guess it grew in his neighborhood and he and he and he pushed that. The thing about it is this. Is he connected to us? No. You know, is he connected to the set? No. Is he connected to any homies that we know personally? Through social media and him tapping in with homies because he done went and found the homies on social media and, and tries to tap in with them. You know, we know it exists. But the thing about it is gangs are serious everywhere. Killers is everywhere, Alex. The one thing I'm going to say was separated the 80s from now is it was only a few killers in every hood. Now these guys from every city, country, every neighborhood, they're not afraid to kill. That's the problem. That's the sad part. So a dude can make a a, 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 a gang and, make, and name it anything if they if they put in work. And they causing problems and they and they and they using guns, bro. It's a gang and it's 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 how can I put it? Um it's it's uh it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that somebody can go just start a gang anywhere, call it anything, recruit some people, and they really going out and doing gangster shit. Because what we finding out in California is when you go to other places, dude, they doing more shit than us. You know what I mean? We not even doing that shit no more. You know what I mean? We trying to patch up things with the, you know, the cribs, the Don Damus, the the Pyrus, you know, and get together and do picnics and hang out. And they place, they really beefing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just unfortunate that they took the name and they 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 idolized that, they emulated that. And um, but gangs are real in every state, every country. It's real, bro. Yeah, gangs are definitely real. Yeah. Some people will say though the cross Atlantics and Baltimore because they didn't really tap in with anybody. They're not real. They're under a fake umbrella, but nonetheless, they are doing real stuff wherever they're doing it. Well, you got to understand the people that's really from cross Atlantic is fine. with not knowing these cats. We don't want to be, uh, we don't want a Matt Ronald situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, just to be honest with you, you know, and that's what I'm trying to teach the homie. Why is y'all don't tap in with them, dude. 
You know what I mean? You know, don't t- do not do that. Because they'll make you the leader they'll of the make Baltimore. You, you goddamn right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't learn nothing, learn from Matt Ronald, man, that, you know, just being an associate or just comment when some people chatting with some people, you know, taking some texts or giving somebody some advice, I land you in a situation, bro, that you, you never fucking been in. You ain't never seen Baltimore and you fucking in Baltimore jail, you know, leave that shit alone, you know? Yeah, you'll you'll find yourself in a prison in Maryland um, just because they said you're linked even though you're not linked. No, Don, but this is not just our situation. This is everybody's situation because I'm sure they got, like you said, they went by the A-Tray in New York. They probably got 100 A-Trays in Man, everywhere. You, you a, get what I'm saying? You, A-Trays you know, everywhere. No doubt, no and Most doubt. of them aren't tapped in with L.A. Some are, some aren't. Right, but they independent gangs that go by the name but it makes it seem like it, it, it even gives the the real a trace like a like a a bigger when it come to the federal shit you know it puts a, a mark on the real ones as well no you doubt. know what i mean you know and it hinders you know even what the real ones got going they trying to do something positive it, that shit hinders you bro you know what i mean actually i could speak on um on an a trace situation because uh he's deceased now but one of their leaders are uh, ray for miles aka sidewinder there was an a tray indictment on some oxycotton pills up in either Washington or or Oregon and I remember he hit me up he said hey can you can you look into that um indictment I want to make sure I'm not a part of that right. anymore because everyone looks at Ray for Miles as like the the leader of the A Trey gangsters mm-hmm. when he was alive, and he just figured, man, they, I hope they don't throw my name in this. So I took a look at the indictment. I said, no, nah, your name ain't in it. But this was maybe like eight years ago. He was thinking about this, like you know, because yeah. social media was kind of in the beginning stages around uh, 2007, eight, nine. But but um, yeah, a lot of people in LA, you, you gotta think about these sets in other cities. Because it don't take a lot to tie you into or something. Well, that's what I'm trying to get, you know, the picture through now. Because we've seen the Mad Ronald situations. We've seen the other people's situations. And we've seen situations where you don't even really have to be there. You didn't really have to even do nothing. You, you know don't got to I mean? be present at all. You don't even got to be present at all. And, and, and just because you know somebody that know each other, you trying to keep tapped in with the little homies or the little homie trying to tap in with you for advice, it could go bad. You know what I mean? Even in my situation, you know what I mean? It could, it could still go bad, you know, because I try to give these young dudes, um, uh, try to lead them in a different route, you know what I mean? Try to help them out with jobs, try to, you know, give them uh, inspiration and encourage to, you know, leave the, the, the hood shit alone and, and, and go on and be a, a father, be a, you know, a, a, a provider, you know, for your family and shit like that. But sometimes that shit can get mixed and construed, Alex. So I guess you agree with uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, um, putting a lot of blame to social media and the gang stuff that's going on in New York City. No doubt. And that's not just in New York City. Yeah, but yeah he absolutely right. Yeah. All right, man, let's tap in with our last um, topic here, man. It's um, the rapper XXX Tentacion. <laughs> Let me make sure I say that right. We'll just call him XXX. Yeah, bro, with, yeah. Well, in, in the court case, they're calling him Triple X. Right. But when I hear Triple X, I think of porn. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if he named himself after the porn symbol of XXX. Well, I thought of the Ice Cube movie. The, uh, <laughs> remember with Vin Diesel and... Uh, which one was that? Triple X. Uh, it was Vin Diesel. I didn't watch that. Oh, it was an action flick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never seen the. Uh, it was good. The original. The yeah. Vin Diesel Ice Cube movie. No, nah, but they just call him Triple X in the film. But his real name is Jase J A H S E H Jase Onfroy, and um, the the case of his assailants is happening right now in the state of Florida, man. And it's probably like the biggest trial in um, related to hip hop right now, and. 
there were four people accused of killing triple x one turned informant and the other three are i guess you could say they're fighting for their life in court no doubt and um i guess the bis the biggest part of the case is the fourth defendant his name is um let me get his name for y'all he decided to become the witness state's evidence as they say and his name is robert allen um i think off camera you call him fat boy yeah no doubt you know robert <laughs> allen you know aka fat boy fat boy you know, yeah. fat boy's telling he's fat spilling boy, the beans he telling like a motherfucker but this is the thing about it yeah they had overwhelming evidence on these guys you know already you know, um, they had video surveillance, you know, um, they had different things. I mean, I'm sure you got some for us to uh, enlighten the, 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 the listeners on what's going on with this case. Well, um, let's just, um, let me, I was going to play a clip, but the three guys that are fighting for their life is uh, Michael Boatwright, mm -hmm. Trayvon Newsom, and Dietrich Williams, who was the driver. Uh, Robert Allen and Dietrich Williams stayed in the car and Michael Boatwright and Trayvon Newsom got out, blocked Triple X, and uh, robbed him. Man, not only did they rob him, shoot him, kill him, these dudes went and took pictures with the dude's money, and was social media just what you yeah. were just talking about. <laughs> they went on um, online and showed photos of stacks of hundreds that that they um that they took from him. That's crazy. But I got a clip here of uh, Fat Boy testifying. Let me um. Um, where I'm going to fast forward it to the point where he talks about the actual shooting, which is at the 36 minute point. So let me, um, let me get to the 36 minutes. He was up there singing. Oh man. I think dude, I think his whole testimony was a couple hours. Houston, man. Yeah. Cause I haven't even, I haven't even had a chance to watch this cross examination, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm assuming each lawyer for the three defendants is going to cross-examine this guy. Um, this is just the prosecution um, on direct examination. Okay, so here, let me back up to about 35 minutes and we'll say uh, 45 seconds. Yeah, here we go. They, both, they being Trayvon Newsom and Michael Boatwright are on the same side of the driver's side of the victim's car. What happens next? Michael Boatwright pushes, pushes Trey lights to go on the other side of the car. Does Trayvon Newsom go on the other side? Yes. And what happens next? Uh, he reaches inside the car and grabs. Uh, uh, Trayvon Newsom reaches inside the bag. I mean, inside the car and grabs the bag. What bag? Triple uh, X's bag. Okay, do you remember what kind of bag it was? Yes. Tell us. The Louis Vuitton bag. What does uh, Trayvon Newsom do after he grabs the bag? As he's grabbing the bag, shots are fired. George, I'm gonna ask him to speak to the microphone. As he's grabbing the bag, shots are fired. Who shoots the shots that are fired? Michael Boatwright. And who does he shoot? Triple X. Where does he shoot him from? What side of the car? Driver. So if Triple X is in the driver's seat and Michael Boatwright is in the driver's side, the shots are coming onto Triple X's left side or right side? Which side? Left side. Okay. And what happens at how many times do you recall that Michael Boltwright shoots Triple X? Maybe like two or three times. What does Triple X do as a result of that? Shit, die. <laughs> what does Michael Boltwright do exactly. next? Exactly. 
<clears throat> okay, so at that point they get back in the car and they leave. Uh, they they took a a bag of money from the dude. Fifty racks. Fifty racks <clears throat> plus uh, jewelry or whatever else they got. Yeah. So there's this whole testimony. There's some interesting um, things that that um, occurred. One of the things I found interesting is in the, in the beginning of his testimony, he testified testified about they needed to go get masks. So they actually go to a store to buy masks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they actually spent money. They they bought masks so they can go rob somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, hey, if y'all is gangsters and thieves, why don't you just take the masks wherever you at? But I just thought that was weird that they actually went and bought masks. And then there was a part where they talked about we didn't want to be on camera, so we went across the street and he said he didn't know, but the cameras that are on that street shot across the street too. No doubt. So, um, how smart were these dudes? Uh, uh, they were very low IQ uh, gangsters, uh, uh, gangsters nevertheless. Um, they should have knew that Fat Boy was AKA uh, Robert. Is it Robert Allen? Robert Allen. <clears throat> Robert Allen was the weak link. Um, I wouldn't have had him with me um, at all. You know, um, not to mention this how they doing. They sent him into the store to identify that it was Triple X. So you went in the store already, yeah, bro. You already on camera. Even if y'all wouldn't have got caught, they was they was gonna find you. You you already on camera. You didn't want to get out the car and do no gangster shit because you said, bro, I already went in the store. I'm on camera. So they like, okay, let you stay in the car, but you really didn't want to do no gangster shit anyway. Dietrich was the driver. He was the most gangster out of all of them. Yeah, he was kind of orchestrating some of the shit. I was about to say he quarterbacked. Yeah, the whole he quarterbacked thing. the whole thing. He should have seen this with the weak link. You know what I mean? Shouldn't have had this dude in the car with you. I'm speaking from on some gangster shit, just from the gangster perspective. Yeah. He just shouldn't have had him in the car. Anymore. Robert Allen, you're talking about. Robert Allen. He shouldn't have had him with y'all, period. Could have been a three-man operation that did this. Y'all drug a dude in here, man, that didn't want to be here, didn't, uh, you know, uh, y'all already knew from f even what I'm seeing from him right now, homie. He wasn't all the way with the, he might be down sometime to do a little shit, but this kind of operation, you shouldn't have had him with you. That's for one. My biggest problem with this is, I'm going to tell you my biggest problem with this. Triple X never displayed a firearm. The guy that was with him, uh, her, Kerr, something Kerr, um, didn't, didn't never display a firearm. Kerr escaped out of there with his life by running at a certain time, bam. Um, why y'all killing? Bro, you could have just ran off with everything he got. And, and a dude like this probably wouldn't even reported it. Probably would have took the L on the chin. Or if he would have reported, bro, you got armed robbery at the most, three to seven. You feel me? Um, why are you shooting when you didn't have to? He never displayed nothing, no threat. Why are you killing? And 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 to be honest with you, I know this sounds fucking crazy as anybody in the world. If a man don't display something that's gonna harm you in a in a in a in a getting money gangster situation bro you don't harm no victims you don't harm no victims alex in a robbery if you don't need to you don't hurt nobody in the bank if you don't have to you don't do that bro you know what i mean you get what you came to get y'all was looking for money y'all got the money you found the money you got the diamonds off of him why kill him no doubt and that's I would, my that's i got a problem with that i would say most bank robbers get in and out the bank without shooting one bullet shooting one bullet bro you know what I mean? And, 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 and they might wave it around and threaten people. No, no it. doubt. No yeah. doubt. You know what I mean? Which is a crime. And I'm not, you know, condoning that. I'm just saying, bro, why did you shoot this dude? See, what I don't understand if, if did Michael Boatwright shoot and kill X triple X on his own? Or was that part of the mission? It wasn't part of the mission because they robbing XXX wasn't part of the mission. 
Don't forget, they went to the motorcycle store to get some other shit. They didn't go to, they didn't, they didn't go, they didn't know uh, he was going to be there. I listened to the whole little get down. They bumped into him then. They sent Fatboy up in there, Robert Allen, to go make sure, hey, is that Triple X? Only certain people got that kind of BMW. He had like an i8 or some kind of hell of a BMW. Bro, is that Triple X? Got the blue hair or the hair color. You know, hold on, bro. Is that Hey, Fatboy, go in there and see if that's Triple X. <laughs> yeah. Fatboy went in there. <laughs> Fatboy. And he, and he identified, hey, that's Triple X. Yeah. They made the plan. They, Alex, if I go back and really look at the uh, the situation, I think they went into that motorsports spot to get some other kind of um, um, either face covering. They went in there for something else. They didn't go to Rob, dude. They stumbled across this Rob. But then, didn't they drive up next to him? And then that's when uh, Dietrich Williams, the driver, said, "Oh, that's XXX right there." And they was like, "How you know?" And he pulled out a picture on Instagram and said, "Look, that's him." They identified him when they pulled up to the spot to do whatever they was going to do. They bumped into him there, and that's when he said, "Is it man? Is that that Triple X?" Fatboy going there and make sure that's Triple X. Fatboy came back out and said. That's Triple X, bro. They said, we finna get it. They pulled out the thing, the store, went across the street. They said, we gonna act like we, we gonna get away from the camera. They knew it was a camera. Yeah. That boy said, I ain't jumping out the car because the camera got me in the store. They said, okay, you ain't got to get out. Boom. We gonna go across the street and make it seem like we left. This particular uh, place that they were at had a, a entrance. They had two entrances, one exit. So they, all they had to do was block off the exit. They made that plan right then and there. Matter of fact, Fatboy testified to that. They said, well, when you went in the store to identify Triple X, as you was told, what was the plan? He said it wasn't a plan. You know what I mean? I just was told to go make sure that I would see if that was him. Once I came back and identified that was him, that's when the plan was made. So at the end of the day, they stumbled across this robbery. Alex, there was no setup. It wasn't no intention to kill him. It wasn't nothing. Y'all got easy bread with no resistance, and you killed a man. That's foul. Now, do you think that the shooter who, uh, Michael Boatwright, um, is is Dietrich Williams, Fatboy Robert Allen, and Trayvon Newsom just as responsible for that shooting if Michael Boatwright did that shooting on his own? Yeah, you accessory to murder. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, well, let's say that's not that wasn't the plan. They said, we're just going to get his money and get out of there. It, 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 it's a consideration if you do what Fatboy did. If you come cooperate and say, bro, that wasn't part of the that wasn't part of the plot. That wasn't part of the plan. You know what I mean? And 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 you go on and go turn state's evidence and do that. Only thing about you, Newsom, you got out the car with a heater. So, you know, you 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 was ready for whatever happened. You know what I mean? Fat boy the only one that ain't getting I, I'm trying to see what he gonna get on the back end for you know, he sung like a bird. <laughs> Bro, yeah, he did. by rules, you wasn't supposed to say a motherfucker thing home. If you got in that car to go do some gangster shit, you supposed to took it on the chin like everybody else. If er if everybody in that car got a hundred years, you supposed to got a hundred years with them because that's what the fuck you jumped in that car to do. If you didn't want to be there, you should have jumped down and ran before they took off. Or should have told them, let me out, bro, I ain't with this shit. I guarantee you they would have let you out. They probably beat you up, but they would have let you out. You know, so my whole point is, um, and then you talking about robbing people and killing people is two certain things. I know people personally, close friends of mine, go to a robbery. It turned into something else. You know what I mean? On, on multiple occasions, close friends of mine. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't condone robbers. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's not killing somebody. You know what I mean? You know, um, two different things. And when it turns into something bigger, yeah, Trayvon jumped out, Newsom jumped out, Boatwright jumped out. 
Y'all gonna get it. Dietrich, we already know you was the brains. You was the G homie. You was the, you know what I mean? You know, the, the line pusher. Let's go press on Fat Boy. He gonna tell it all. We Even the prosecution, though, he wasn't, uh, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't built for this, huh? They knew he wasn't built for it. Okay, so here's my thing. Here in California, we used to have the felony murder rule, meaning if you out there just committing a felony, but then a murder happens that's not planned, but a murder happens as a result of the felony you committed, then you, you're a murderer too. Mm-hmm. But in recent years, they, they changed the law a little bit to where they get letting people out that were just sitting in the back seat and they weren't part of the murder. They might have been part of the felony, but they weren't part of the murder. So the felony murder rule is is being modified in the state of California in the last couple of years. No doubt. I'm waiting for the little homie to come home right now. He in the same situation, you know, and the thing holding him up. I think he got called a cell phone before. So they kind of giving him a little little slack on it, but had no idea what was going to happen. You know what I mean? And, and he was put in a situation. So I, I I do know about this law. You know, the one who actually, well, we, we were supposed to be doing this and this happened. The dude who didn't have shit to do with it per se wasn't the gunman or shit. Like, them dudes coming home, which that they should. You know what I mean? Because this is how real shit happens. I can't, I can't be, I shouldn't be responsible for the intellect or the mind frame that this other dude just smoked some dope or did some this or snorted a line and wanted to do some crazy shit. I, I, I didn't sign up for that. I said we was going to go beat these dudes up because they jumped me. I didn't, I didn't say stab nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do believe that those dudes should be home, you know, and uh, and, uh, and it's a lot of situations that that actually happened, Alex. A know? lot. Yeah, yeah. Homie, bro, that ain't what the plan was. You know what I mean? So... Uh, but in this situation, uh, that's probably where Fat Boy getting his relief. Plus, he telling. Plus, he didn't sign up for that. They said, "Let's go rob some people." They end up turning it into a murder, you know. And the Fat Boy, hold on. Now, I don't, hey, dude, bro, we said we was gonna rob some dudes. I could do five, you know. But the photos of him after they robbed him, he's holding up all the money and and, and smiling and, and looking like he was with it. Nah, you, they everybody in the car knew he wasn't. You know what I mean? But he was there, so he should have got his cut. But at the end of the day, bro, they got fucking fifty thousand dollars between four people and a fucking necklace and a watch or something like that. It ain't no fucking money to kill nobody, Alex. That's barely enough money to even get the time for the robbery. Just, I mean, in my eyes, you know what I mean? Fifty thousand dollars, you gonna get twelve five? You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, they got more than what um, allegedly Jabba and those guys did at the jewelry store in Tustin got. Didn't they get like? Um, would they say the jewelry was worth? They didn't kill nobody. They didn't kill anybody. Yeah, you know what I mean, them dudes yeah. basically really got a robbery, bro. Yeah, they got an armed robbery. You know what I mean? They got an armed robbery. But That's they they split. They got to split uh, a certain amount of money. I don't know. Was it four or five? Uh, no, there was like was, eight. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a bunch of them. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's really no money. And then here, you mentioned um, four people earlier. Like this is a four people operation. Um, when, when you have, the more people you have doing something like this, the more likelihood it's going to go bad and someone's going to tell. Well, that's the thing about it. You got two people, oh, two people can do this if they, if they know what they're doing. Why the fuck you going to do some robberies with four motherfuckers? Because the average person you rob going to have two, three hundred dollars on, if that. You know what I mean? So, bro, we went out here to risk our lives, homie, for eight hundred dollars at the end of the night or the end of the day and we done robbed four people. That mentality right there is some bullshit. You know what I mean? You know, for one. For two, you know what I mean? Um, like I say, why am I gonna go? I can go by myself and rob some motherfuckers for two, three hundred. You 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 get what I'm saying? I can go alone. I'm not gonna tell them I said I can go alone. Unless they was trying to rob a what what they was gonna rob. Y'all didn't have a plan. Y'all just say go rob some people according to what uh 
Robert Allen testified to. But they knew that this was Triple X and he got some money. Alex, they didn't go to rob Triple X. They ran into Triple X. If you go back and you, you check it out all the way, yeah. they bumped into him, bro. But once they saw him, they said, let's oh, get yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Let's, no doubt. Let's get him. He must got some money on him. And he did. And he did. And y'all got it. Why y'all shooting? Now, here's, here's a part that I want to be a little critical of, and I'm not trying to victim bash, but... When you're walking around with 50 racks mm -hmm. and you probably got, what, 10,000 10, worth of jewelry mm -hmm. on, there was a part where a fat boy testified, the prosecutor asked him, did it look like Triple X thought he was in fear or in danger? And he said, no, he just looked like, you know, everything was cool. That means that he wasn't on alert. Triple X got caught slipping. And not slipping in the way that you or my, you or I might get caught slipping, because we don't walk around with you know fifty, a hundred thousand in our pocket. But when you're walking around with a hundred racks, fifty racks, or whatever he had on him, mm -hmm. you got to be on alert. Man, I got to. But that's the thing about it. I'm gonna be honest with you, Alex. Even if you ain't alert, take my shit. I I lost. Y'all won. Fuck you. Got to kill me for. That's my. That's the whole thing about this right here. Y'all turned a robbery that y'all was 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 easily done y'all had to do easy maybe it would have stepped up egg triple x game oh shit i'll be out here slipping i got got i won't it won't happen again take that on the chin look i'm not even finna call the police because i was slipping i'm gonna take that on the chin he was went to go get 250 out the bank the bank said we don't got 250 in cash right now they gave him 50. he had more money he could have took that on the chin i'm telling you just how he looking Fifty thousand ain't no fucking whole lot of motherfucking money you know what I mean? Unless you got blue hair, you a rapper, and you, me and you go to somewhere with 50,000. Ain't nobody even finna rob us. They don't know we got 50,000 on. We don't look like, you know, we ain't in a Ferrari or no certain type of car. But anyway, you got the money. You got the jury. You got me. Why you shooting me if you got me? That's the part where I'm thinking Boatwright, who they saying was the shooter, Bro, was this some jealousy somewhere? Was this some envy somewhere? Was it some drugs somewhere? What was it? what was your mind thinking to say? Trayvon Newsom already grabbed the bag with the money. Fuck is you doing? I don't get it, Alex. Well, the photos that they took after holding all the money, they didn't seem like they had an issue because they all smiling. They looked like they happy. So whatever Michael Boatwright did. They seen the co-sign it after the fact. You know what I mean? Right, right. But you don't have a choice after that. Yeah. Well, you don't got to be taking pictures and and you flashing the money. Right, you don't. You know, I, you can be yeah. like, I'm like don't, don't put me on this. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. I ain't taking yeah. no pictures turning a hundred dollars bills into fans. Nah, they was, they was doing that. Yeah, they was doing that immediately. Immediately, same day same because because they got the same clothes on. <laughs> they got the same clothes on. But it ain't I, funny, man. It's just I mean the stupidity. Though, I mean, just let's be honest. The stupidity. And it made look, me look. We kill a motherfucker, right, for some bread. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on Instagram, on uh, on F General One, on Instagram, shit, fanning the money and shit. I just, bro, that's the dumbest shit in the world, man. It is. It is. And um, you know, it made me think of the YG video that we talked about a few episodes. How to rob a rapper. Go back to how to rob a rapper. Listen to those lyrics, and. Triple X was in a flashy car. That's what caught their attention first. Mm -hmm. Then they used Instagram, social media to, oh yeah, that's really him. Um, yeah. And they got him. And part of this is because he's slipping and he's not on alert and he's not paying attention to his surroundings. And this is what all these, not just rappers, but anybody who's a celebrity that's got, got cash on them, that's driving an expensive car, you got to be 
you you got to watch your back more than than these guys are doing. PNB Rock is another one. Right, you, right, you know, right. Uh, I think PNB Rock was super slipping. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, but um triple x also but you know at the end of the day uh michael boatwright uh he, I, f- I believe he deserves all the time you know i'm not so sure you know is dietrich williams the guy who quarterbacked the robbery and trayvon newsom were down with the shooting down to kill triple x if they weren't down to kill triple x it was just a robbery i feel they should just get the robbery but i know how they do it right everyone's right, gonna right. get the murder unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know, you know, what, what their mindset is in terms of, like, I don't know if they, when they got in the car, they, they was all mad at Michael. Like, why are you shoot him? Yeah. You know? No, real Why'd shit. Why'd you do that? Not, do. What the fuck you doing? Yeah. We're not, we didn't come here for this. Right, right, right. But, um, you know, w- w- the trial is still going on right now. So, um, uh, it, it seems like it's a wrap, but you know, they're, they're going to try to defend themselves. But yeah, Robert Allen, Fat Boy is the star of the case. And the, lastly, before we close this out, did you see the part where um, one of the deputies in Florida testified that that um, the defend one of the defendants, Newsom specifically, and Fat Boy <laughs> crossed paths during the lockup? Yeah, yeah, I seen that. And and Newsom had some words for him. Hell yeah, you you lying? You, I mean, you rat motherfucker. You, you working for the white folks now? And yeah. So this whole. Uh, informing and snitching thing um it's real and uh unfortunately uh newsom boatwright and williams is going to be on the short end of the stick of this one uh when when this when the trial when the when the jury comes back with a guilty verdict i'm assuming but um hey you got a new video you got a new interview on your platform with bam uh how'd that go oh man it went awesome man you know og crib dude you know been a crib since i was born you know, um, got some knowledge from him, got some insight on him, man. Y'all go tap into FG Unleashed. Alex, before we head up out of here, no word on the sentencing on Eric Holder still, huh? No, Eric Holder will, will be sentenced uh, later this month. Okay, okay. Later this month. I'll be there. I forget what day it was, but... um. Yeah, we'll tap back in on it. But yeah, FG Unleashed, come in, tap in, man. You know, uh, great video, you know, between some Gs, man. A, a young, a, you know, I can't say a young G, but uh, some some OGs and, and me, myself. And uh, catch me on uh, Instagram at FGeneral1, man. Hey, one thing I found unique about that that interview you did with Bam, it was, it's outdoors in the park, and you got it set up like a podcast, podcast outside. Style. Outside, I don't yeah, think I've yeah. seen anybody do that, an yeah, outside man, trying, podcast. Trying to be innovative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an outdoor podcast, and that was tight. So uh, tap in with me, Alex Alonso 101 on Twitter and Instagram, and I will be... I will be at the Eric Holder sentencing later this month, and I also will be at the um, the sentencing for a dude from Canada. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, the one that allegedly shot Megan the Stallion in the oh, foot. Yeah, yeah, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. I'll be his his sentencing is later this month. It's not on the same day as um, as Eric Holder's, but I don't think Tory Lanez sentencing is going to be really a sentencing. I think they're going to delay it again. But uh, I'll tap in with you guys for that. And make sure you tap into the Street TV YouTube channel where I've got all my interviews and clips from this podcast. And make sure if you're listening to us on Apple, leave us a comment and review. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or any other podcast platform, make sure you're following us there. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scout. Thank you.